Welcome to Happy to Be Here, your mental health starter kid podcast. This is a special episode for me because I'm taking you into my personal life for a bit. I'm interviewing my own doctor of acupuncture, Sarah Swanberg. I started going to acupuncture in December and I've seen how beneficial it's been to my sleep hygiene, my menstrual cycle, my mental health, and my stress levels. I wanted to bring Sarah on to talk through all the big questions I had and you may have if you're curious about acupuncture too. I'm Vivian, this is Happy to Be Here, and here's my conversation with Sarah. I am so excited to be on this episode of Happy to Be Here with Sarah, who is actually someone in my own personal life that I was like, okay, you have to be on the podcast because I've met you, I guess, in January now or December around my birthday, so about three months now. And I went in for like a acupuncture facial self-care day to your wellness center. And... I really wasn't, I wasn't sure what was going to happen afterwards. I knew I was going in for one day and I was like, this is me treating myself on my 30th birthday. Um, And then I kind of fell in love. I fell in love with you guys. I fell in love with the center itself and with the acupuncture, the benefits that acupuncture was having in my life and how tangible those were. Um, But before we dive in, can you introduce yourself? Tell me more. And also I was curious in general how you ended up starting Indigo Wellness. Sure. Well, I remember meeting you too. We fell in love also, but I, I really love seeing people kind of transform or like feel the effects of acupuncture. And I like so vividly remember that day. I was like so happy that you were treating yourself. I was like, I want to do this too, but you like left and just felt like, I don't know, things were moving and jiving. And that's like probably my most favorite part of my job. I am happy to be here. No pun intended, but, um, uh, yeah, I love everything acupuncture and Chinese medicine. I could talk about it all day long, but to introduce myself, I'm Sarah Swanberg. I am a doctor of acupuncture and Chinese medicine. I'm the owner of Indigo Wellness Group. Um, we are here in Stamford, Connecticut and Westport as well. Uh, it once upon a time was just me. And now we have a whole team of collaborative care providers. So we have nutrition and, um, p- pelvic floor physical therapy and, uh, psychotherapy, and energy healing. So we really are trying to create this space where there's a lot of different healing modalities that can work together. And so what I'm always trying to explain to people is like, you can have a toolbox, you can have just a hammer and a screwdriver, or you can have a full toolbox that has a lot of different tools for different times in your life and for different needs. But what I love most about Chinese medicine is how it connects so many things and it can treat so many things at once because of the way we look at the body and how things are um, things are connected. It's not just, you know, mind-body connection. It's right. like that's almost over complicating it. Everything is connected. And so um, our emotions are in our organs and our, you know, our issues are in our tissues, really. <laughs> so I love um, working with people, specifically women. I would say we treat women and men, but we love women's health because hormones, anxiety, insomnia, a lot of things that I see a lot of uh, women myself included and friends um, struggling with acupuncture and Chinese medicine, which includes herbs and cupping and gua sha and a lot of other things and lifestyle um, changes. It's just, it's such a powerful um, and simple medicine. Honestly, even as you were chatting right now, I felt myself getting emotional because I remember how I felt going in in December and then how I feel now. It's March 1st when we're recording this. And for me personally, the difference, the biggest difference makers in the last three months have been going to see you every two weeks. It really has been like, I, 
I can feel myself being lighter. And the, also the recommendations you've made, like I started taking magnesium after we um, started seeing each other and that has helped me sleep, which has helped me sleep well, not just like through the night, but sleep well through the night. And that has made a huge difference in the amount that I'm able to process things in my own life. Um, and I can see how much, as someone who's like always in her mind, I mean, this podcast is literally like a mental health podcast. So I am very in my mind. I have had a tendency to ignore my body and how and why and in what ways it needs to heal and that it can do it on its own if I give it the time to do it. And I think that acupuncture has literally forced me to lay there, but also just given me this sense of like, oh, like this is something I should be doing in a conjunction with everything else in my life. Um, and it's one of the things that we talked about. And even before the podcast, you were asking like, how deep can we get into my own in my own life? But like, it's one of the things we talked about when I just told you, I walked in and I was just like, I feel really stuck. Like that is kind of the overall adjective to describe my life at the moment for many reasons. And how that was presenting in my life and is still presenting and being worked on to this day is a lot of like sinus things, a lot of like um, IBS, just stomach, constipation, that kind of stuff. And grief, I think grief was the overlying, overlying thing. And you had like such a wonderful explanation on how none of these things were separate and everything was connected that I think in the last three months has really brought me back to wholeness in a way that I didn't know I needed. Ooh, that gave me goosebumps. <laughs> I love that because that's exactly what I'm trying to explain most of the time. And I feel like half of my job is education and trying to like yes. get people to understand their bodies. And I, like you, am an overthinker and we <laughs> tend to um, try to like think our way through and like it's like a puzzle and how are we going to get mm -hmm. out of this and how am I going to fix myself? But really the key is turning that sort of like a little hamster wheel off and like feeling it in your body. So some people come in and they're anxious or they say, I have depression or I'm, I have anxiety. I'm like, okay, well, where in your body and what does it feel like? And that is like, sometimes people are just like, they stare at me and they're like, oh, I've never thought about that before. <laughs> but I'm like, well, is it in your throat or is it in your yeah. chest? Or you feel it in your gut or your shoulders? And that is just like one of the questions that I'll ask when I put this sort of like detective hat on of like, well, what else is going on? So to sort of move into the Chinese medicine explanation. Mm -hmm. Like when you came in and you told me, I asked all these questions about everything. Like what's mm -hmm. your period? Like, yes, that was one of my favorite <laughs> things. Like also like ahead of time, ahead of sitting with you, I spent probably like a good 30 minutes on the intake form at home. And it was the most detailed explainer on my health and my life that I've ever done before going into a medical situation. And it felt so cool because a lot of the things too that felt that were, that are trigger points for me in a regular appointment, which is like, I'll get to an appointment at a doctor and they'll tell me, they'll ask me about my family history and my mom passed away. And I hate having to bring that up within the context of like a medical appointment or OBGYN appointment and then having to re-explain it every single time. And it felt so cool to just put it on a piece of paper and know that you were going to know when we walked in the room. Um, but that was probably one of my, my highlights too of the whole experience going in for the first time. You're a good sport because some people come in and they're like, oh my God, I'm a hot mess. I didn't realize like, all of this. And I'm like, no, no, no. For me, it's information and it's information that colors sort of like what's going on. It helps me get to know who you are before you're coming in and then helps me figure out which questions I'm going to ask. But the way my brain works and the way this medicine works is with a lot of patterns. So when you come in and you have, um, well, I'll take you for example, yeah. like you had a lot of sinus stuff going on and then you had 
a history of grief. And you only wrote a little bit about that, but I know what that kind of looks like in the body. It comes in Chinese medicine. We think grief sits in the lungs and the lungs open to the nose. So when things are stuck or not fully processed, we'll see these sort of issues. Um, and then, you know, digestive issues when things aren't moving smoothly or when people have like really cranky PMS where they're just yeah, irritable. That was one of my symptoms too. Yeah. To me, that's the sign of like, there's a little bit of a traffic jam. And that is biologically makes sense. We have to have this buildup of, of energy, chi, we call it in Chinese medicine. We have to have this buildup of chi before things start moving. But for some people, if things aren't like really, you know, if the traffic patterns are off, you're going to feel like, oh, this friction mm-hmm. inside. And that usually comes out at our boyfriend, partner, husband, mm-hmm. dog, <laughs> child. Yep. Um, and I always say to people like, yes, you can apologize for that. But that's like, we want to be in control of that in our in our minds. We're like, well, why why am I so snappy? It's like, mm-hmm. okay, but put your put your head aside for a second and like what's going on in your body that's allowing this chi to get so stuck and then creating snappiness. And for some people that like friction builds for so long that they then have like this internal fire and that comes out as like rage or anger. For some people it's so stuck that they have like hot or sorry, cold hands and feet all the time because Mm -hmm. their energy can't even like get out to where it needs to go. Um, And then, yeah, it's sort of like I always explain it's like a Rubik's cube. I'm trying to like yeah. turn and figure it out. And so some people find it really hard to go through all of these questions. But for you, I think it, because you are so thoughtful, it was like, oh, wow, somebody's going to try to make sense of all of this yeah. stuff that I have going on. And then that helps me sort of figure out what the treatment's going to look like for you and then what stuff you can do at home. And, you know, I love talk therapy too. And I know we've talked about this a lot, but for some people, they can get stuck in that just like talking every week and doing nothing from like the shoulders down. Um, and then we have to like work on opening. And so we'll do like heart opening. I have people that will come they're like, I'm going to therapy later today. I'm like, all right, we're going to get some shit moving so that you can then process and get it out. And, um, you know, no treatment's the same. I kind of like meet you where you're at that day or where you are in your cycle or even like my own sort of intuition of like, oh, I feel like this point would be really helpful. Mm -hmm. And you've asked those questions too, whenever I go in for, have gone in for follow-up sessions, like where I am in my cycle. I remember you told me right before I was ovulating last month, probably that um, you could tell because of my pulse. And that was like such an interesting thing for me. And I think I've learned so much about my body in the last like three months of just going in every two weeks because you do find me at a different point every single time, either emotionally or life-wise or physically. But it is that, I think for me, disconnection between um, what's happening in my mind and all the processing I'm doing and I'm going to therapy and I'm sitting down but it doesn't feel like I'm healing, right? Because it feels so much in the in the thick of all the things. And what I have felt going into acupuncture has been this sense of healing. And I've seen it not just in like how I feel when I'm laying there, which I feel like it's a very meditative state, but also in in the benefits that I've seen throughout, right? Like I, I went in probably last week, I think is when I went in last. And I had mentioned to you, like the week prior was my period and it was the first like good period I've had since coming off birth control where after I got COVID, I had bigger blood clots that were coming in every single period and it just felt way more painful and a lot of things kind of were coming up. And so this was the first one where like, it just, everything was flowing how it was supposed to flow. I didn't have like 
crazy blood clots. And I remember just being so happy. And it's probably the first time I've ever felt that happy around my period. And it was one of the questions I got from my community a lot around how acupuncture can help things like PCOS or anything that has to do with women's health or hormones. Yeah, that's a great question. I I do such a happy dance when somebody says they have a good period or good poops. I, I mean, like a lot of people are like TMI, but and I'm like, no, when you start a sentence with TMI, I'm like, bring it on. I want to hear it. Um, but we don't have too many visual signs of what's going on in our body. So mm-hmm. periods are one and poop is another one. And like phlegm, you know, the mm-hmm. color of phlegm and whether you have thick or thin phlegm, like yeah. it's all um, really helpful at pointing us in the right direction. And, you know, I'm not going to say like periods are supposed to be fun every month. (laughs) They're not going to be like, yay, it's here. But it shouldn't be this thing where it's like interrupting your life and getting in the way and being so uncomfortable. So when you have clotty periods, to me, that falls under this category of blood stagnation, which can be because of chi stagnation. Your energy just isn't moving things. And it's one of the first things I want to see get better. So no matter what's going on, like I want to think about hormone balance and digestion. And like, are you, are you not just pooping regularly, but are you taking in the nutrients that you need? Because like, we could talk about diet all day long, but if you have diarrhea, Sorry, mm-hmm. TMI, but like, no, and you're not, not TMI. there's like inflammation in your mm-hmm. digestive tract and you're not like pulling out food properly, then everything else we do isn't going to really move the needle too much. So when it comes to women's health, so in Chinese medicine, we have like yin and yang. People probably know that symbol with like the black and white mm-hmm. um, kind of like half moon shapes. That's like the balance of energy in our body. And yang is like summer and light and yin is darkness and winter. And we really do want to have this balance um, in the same way that we want to have balance of emotions. Of course, mm-hmm. we all want to be happy all the time. But if somebody just lost, you know, someone mm-hmm. really important to their life and they're walking around with a smile on their face, like that's not healthy, Healthy, right? right? We want to have a balance of all of these emotions and you should be afraid sometimes and you should have joy and you should be able to access all of these emotions. Um, So we're always trying to think about like this idea of balance, which really relates to like homeostasis. If we want to talk in the like Western medicine world, Um, when it comes to hormones, the yin and yang, very similar to like estrogen and progesterone, the parts of your cycle. So depending on where you are, in your cycle. And that's why I ask most women that come in, I'm trying to sort of like help that side. And right before your period, especially people that are very PMSy and have a lot of like clotty periods or really, you know, horrible breast tenderness or major mood swings. I always want to see them like right before that tends to happen in their cycle and get that chi moving so that there's like less, it's almost like I feel like this time of year in, in New England, everybody's thinking about like filling the potholes from the winter. So I'm trying to fill those potholes so you don't like I bust your tire. <laughs> I love these analogies because I, I think they help people um, to see it. So um, yeah, so PCOS is a really interesting one. A lot of people have that going on and there's a couple different patterns there from a Chinese medicine perspective. So that's when I would get really granular and ask questions and we'll think about, you know, lifestyle and diet, but also, okay, what's going on in your body that you're not able to ovulate or that you have these cysts if you are actually having cysts. So um, it's wild because there's so much overlap in the way, in what we know now about hormones and how they work from a biomedical perspective and what Chinese medicine has known for for thousands of years. And it's why we do so much with fertility um, and women's health and pregnancy and even postpartum um, because you see the, the effects really really quickly. And so insomnia, um, anxiety, sometimes those can be rooted in a hormonal imbalance. So Mm -hmm. while you might be coming in 
to me with Mm -hmm. raging anxiety that's like, or anxiety that's like raging that week before your period, I'm going to think about hormones and how that's kind of playing a role. A lot of the way we think about things is like a root branch approach. So like what's happening on the branches of your tree? Well, what's the root that connects them all and kind of what's going on um, down there? So that's why all of these things that you might not think are connected, I do. Yeah. And I think that that was... For me, the understanding of all of it being so holistic and really looking at the person as a whole um, feels so inviting and less of a, when I was telling my therapist that I was starting acupuncture, she mentioned like how much Western medicine is very focused on prescriptive, right? Like we are just trying to fix the one thing that we can see and and if it's symptomatic, we'll tackle the symptoms and that's about it versus so much of Eastern medicine is focused on actually healing and like what is that root cause and it's one of the reasons why I'm like an acupuncture convert like at this point like I'm like oh this is going to be a part of my life because it just feels so good right like it's actually one of the modalities of my my personal well-being routine that actually I walk out of there and I feel better I can't always say that about acu- about therapy, right? Like I'm yeah. I'm proud of myself every time I walk out of there. But if I'm happy, that's a good day. But if I'm not, like there are days where that's just not the truth. And yeah. so and I think I've I've found that balance between myself for my own well-being. But when it comes to someone who's maybe trying to approach this um for the first time and walk in, what should they expect of that experience? Um and if it's helpful, you can definitely use me for, as a first example. Sure. Um, no, it's a great question because I think people are, first of all, intimidated by the idea of acupuncture. They're like, you're going to stick needles in me and leave <laughs> me alone and I'm going to feel more relaxed after that. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm like, I totally get it. And I do want to point out too, like we, I know there's this idea, this like acupuncture is alternative mm-hmm. medicine. I don't like that terminology. I, I think it's complementary. I have type one diabetes. I was diagnosed at seven. I have an insulin pump and a glucose sensor. And I'm like, thank God for Western medicine when we need it. But to your point, it's better at treating acute emergency conditions. And it's not so great at promoting healing in the body or trying to like push your body into healing. So um, another analogy I love for this is that Western medicine treats the body kind of like a car. Mm-hmm. And I love to, I somehow find myself using car analogies. Like I know <laughs> nothing about cars. So excuse me Same if I here. totally butcher this. Oh, I but, wouldn't know if you did. <laughs> okay, good. Well, if something was wrong with your carburetor, again, I have no idea mm-hmm. what that is. But like, if something was wrong, you went to the the mechanic, they would look at that and they'd probably replace that and send you on your way. And that's what Western medicine does. You know, you have digestive issues. They're going to look, probably do an endoscopy, tell you if they find something. If not, kind of send you on your way again. And nobody's really talking. I I think we are moving in this direction where people are realizing that there's a lot more connections, even in the mind-body, like gut health and anxiety and mental health and how that's all connected. Um, But uh, Chinese and Eastern medicine will look at the body more like a garden. So if you came in or if if the leaf on your plant was a little bit yellow or your tomato plant just wasn't you know, really flourishing, you wouldn't just be like, all right, toss the tomato plant or hopefully not. Maybe you would, but hopefully not. You'd also think about like, well, is it getting enough sunlight? What's the soil like? Are there pests we need to take care of? And so that's sort of the way uh, Eastern medicine is going to look at the body and we're going to try to figure out holistically like Mm -hmm. what's going on. Um, And we also want to treat the symptoms too, but it is slow medicine. We are used to, we're like in the Amazon prime world where we, (laughs) you know, we want 
you know, answers the next day and we want to feel better the next day. And yes, antibiotics should do that and an Advil should do that once in a while. Um, but this can take time. So I do always expect and hope that people will feel good after their first treatment. But that isn't always the case. Some people are so anxious about being there that I'm like, listen, today is just about like you lying on this table and feeling like you can get through this and then we're going to build on that. So it's sort of like going to the gym where, you know, you can't just go once and expect um, a miracle. You have to kind of figure out a cadence that works for you. And for most people that come into us, we say, Ideally, you're coming weekly for the first couple of weeks just to get the ball rolling. And then your your body's going to tell us as much as I can tell you about like the frequency at which you need to come. And so for you right now, like every other week might be great. And maybe over the summer, you're going to feel awesome. And we'll say like, let's try once a month, but like call me in two weeks. If you don't feel good, like get back in here or something might happen in life that feels harder and you're just feeling through in that stuck pattern. And then you'll come in more regularly. And I definitely know personally, like I need to, I need to have acupuncture every couple of weeks if I want to keep feeling good. But the first appointment, you'll come in, you'll have hopefully answered our very long intake form, and I'll have a really good lay of the land. And then we can get a little bit more specific and nothing's off limits. You know, we, we, um, some people come in, they're like, I feel like this is like therapy. And I'm like, okay, I'm not like a licensed uh, therapist, but I do want to know a lot about like mind, body, and emotions. And then I kind of come up with a plan of what I think will work for you that day. And then I hope that you get off the table feeling and looking like you did, like just this, like this lightness. But sometimes we move stuff and emotions come up too. Mm -hmm. I've had, when we go through tissue boxes in our office and sometimes it can feel um, like emotions you didn't even know were stuck in parts of your body come up. People don't usually feel that like exhaustion that they feel after like a really hard therapy session. Um, but if we're working on pain, sometimes things get a little worse before they get better. So I always recommend giving it, you know, four to five treatments before deciding if this isn't right for you, but there are lots of different styles of acupuncturists. There's lots of different styles of, of acupuncture needles and needle techniques. So, um, it always bums me out when somebody's like, I tried acupuncture once and hated it. It's not for me. I'm like, oh, try again. Don't see me. Um, but you know, again, like there's, there is that sort of like hump that you have to get over where you are going to have some needles inserted in your body. And they're, I mean, they're super they tiny. They're, they're so like you, I, my boyfriend would ask me about it. He's like, oh my gosh, do they hurt? And I'm like, I, if I have my eyes closed, I don't know where you put them. Yeah. Sometimes you'll feel like a sensation at a mm -hmm. point, um, but it's not, you know, acupuncture needles. You can fit about like 15 to 20 of them in the tip of like a flu shot needle. Like they're mm -hmm. that, they're like hair thin with, um, in pediatric acupuncture, we call them like taps and flags. We don't even use the word needle because that alone is like produces a lot of anxiety. Um, but no, there's this, this term in the like more sciencey wellness world right now called non-sleep deep rests that people are talking about, like needing more of that, like NSDR in their lives. And I'm like, oh, AccuNaps, like that's what it is. Mm -hmm. It's a time when your body, and we're really working with like nervous system balance, when your body's able to kind of get out, we're pushing you out of that fight flight mm -hmm. um, response and into that rest digest. So some people will lie there and feel like they're kind of floaty, or maybe they'll notice their stomach's growling more because those digestive juices are like, oh, okay, there's no tiger to run away from here. So we're yeah. going to kind of push into that healing mode. And it's wild to see the transformation. I don't think I'd ever had a moment in my life, which sounds like really sad in retrospect, but very honest, where I didn't feel like I was in fight or flight until I started 
acupuncture. Um, and I can tell the difference, right? Like I can tell the difference between how I'm moving through my life and realizing like I have never quieted things. Um, and it, you know, that's not to the fault of anyone. I think I, I grew up in an environment where that was just the reality. And after losing my mom and like, it just, I never, I never stopped long enough to like go in a different direction or have my body feel that calm. And so I think to me, it's been really wild to actually see like, there is a difference between those ways of being and how you're moving through the world and how it impacts everything else. Um, and I, and when you're laying there, like I'm, I've never fallen asleep in it, but it is that sense of like that middle ground where it, everything just feels like quieter. Um, and I've had those moments where I've told you afterwards when you come in to like take the needles out where I'm like, I feel like I'm, the way I explain it to my boyfriend is like, I feel like two Lego pieces that have been like put together. Like my body will just jerk in a specific direction or a part of my body will jerk in a specific direction. And I'm like, wow, it really feels like I'm like being connected again. <laughs> And, but it feels so good. I'm going to steal that. I really like that. I think that is sort of what's happening. And I think when anybody's been through a trauma or sort of grew up in an environment where you are always on, or maybe you're just hardwired that way. I, I sometimes am like, oh, I like to have a million things going on. It feels good to me, but I'm like, oh, that's that adrenaline junkie type idea where you're mm. kind of, you get hooked on it. And I think in the last three years, just living through a pandemic and especially those early days when it really was scary to like get a, you know, Amazon delivery, that gets that pattern sort of going where our our safety antenna has to be out a lot. And that keeps us in fight or flight mode, which is designed to be that way for a reason. You know, if you thought you smelled a tiger out in the jungle, you're going to kind of be scanning and you're not going to sleep well that night, especially if you have like little cubs around. Yeah. So our like our lizard brains sometimes forget that like okay this is you know just a boss that's being cranky or whatever life situations but when we sort of take that away it's like your body is designed to know when there's a danger and be ready to jump all the time and we we get kind of stuck in those patterns and we have to really pull that back and that is one of the like most most wonderful things about acupuncture is to see people be able to get out of that pattern and really create a new way of being, like you said, like sort of going 100%. out into the world without your shoulders like up high and um, feeling you can breathe. And like noticing when that happens, right? Like I, I think that that's also been a really big one. And you made a great point in the mention of COVID and just the pandemic and how much it's activated us in general. Um, I don't think we, I don't think we talk about enough that we all live through a pandemic. Like, I think it's just been a thing that's in the backdrop of our lives, but not really like, how is that actually like impacting us? And it goes to another question that I was going to ask you in terms of someone was sitting and listening to this podcast and they're like, am I even a good candidate for acupuncture? Like, or am I someone who should try this? Or what's the curiosity there? Um, I think you, I want you to answer, but I think you also answered it in that if you've lived through the last three years, you are the perfect candidate for some version of acupuncture. We we joke sometimes like you can see it these days. I think everybody's on edge and we didn't just live through a pandemic. We also lived through one of the more kind of like contentious political periods that we've lived through and people are just on edge and there's a lot of disagreement on like the way to handle things. And like we joke, you can see it in the, you know, in the supermarket parking yeah. lot. Everybody just feels ready <laughs> to snap. 
And that like drives me nuts. And at the same time, because I can see things through this lens, I have a lot of empathy for people like that. I'm like, holy cow, you are literally ready to like blow your top over somebody like, you know, walking behind your car. You need acupuncture. Like if you're feeling like you're just like your ceiling is here, you know, or your head is really close to the ceiling. Like I always say, I want to pull you down so that you have a little more wiggle room. You have a little bit more space to breathe. So I think if you're feeling like that or you're feeling like lost in Mm -hmm. that the Western medical world isn't helping with solutions, you know, maybe you have terrible gut issues and you go to the doctors and they're like, IBS, like good luck. Um, Or you're just feeling like you're not feeling comfortable in your own skin. That is where I think we can really be super helpful. But like I said, it is slow medicine. It takes time. So you also have to have that like ability to commit to yourself. And I know that that can be really hard when you are stuck in that fight flight mode. You're like, I don't have time for that. I have so many other things to do, but like, that's the sign (laughs) that you need this. I remember during our first session, you actually said something that you just said right now, which was like, this will help you. And I want to help you lower the threshold of where you are in your body so that you can do more of that work in your mind when you have to in therapy or wherever. Um, and I remember so much feeling like, oh my God, someone's going to help me. Like, I don't have to do this alone. And it's not to say that my, ther- my therapist is amazing, but like she pushes me in ways that I need to be pushed. She And she holds me accountable, but she's not necessarily holding me. Right. And and then that is exactly what that relationship needs to be, particularly right now. But I remember walking in and being like, holy snack, like someone is going to just hold me here and just be like, okay, I'm going to do like you have to do nothing other than just lay here. And that was so cool for someone who has never felt that outside of like my relationship with my boyfriend or my dog. But like <laughs> they can only do so much. Um but this was a hundred percent like related to my body. And I think that for me, it's probably been the, the one thing that when I talk to people about acupuncture now, I'm like, it is just so cool to feel taken care of in that way when you've maybe never had that before. Well, I love that so much. That is the goal because I think so many people come in and they have not felt that they need to be, they just want to be listened to and they want to be heard. And we want to create a space where you feel comfortable enough to share and feel held and supported and then go to your therapist because that's a different tool in your toolbox Um, or go to your your primary care doctor, or go to whatever. We work with a lot of people that are going through fertility challenges. So they're working directly with, like they're going through IVF and IUI. And sometimes they don't want to, and then we're helping them in that direction too. But I'm like, yeah, that's that toolbox is designed for this reason. But I'm here to try to optimize everything else so that all these mm-hmm. other things you go and do, you have better success with that. So um, I'm happy to hear you say you felt supported because I felt like I spent a lot of my life not feeling that way and feeling like my value was based on my lab numbers. And I was like, wait, there's got to be more to this. Um, And the first time I ever went to acupuncture, I felt that way too. I was like, holy cow, this is all connected. (laughs) And I felt that like a point on my arm made my stomach growl. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And my acupuncturist were like, was, yes, that does make sense. That's your large intestine channel. and I just was sort of mesmerized, I think, at, at at like knowing that there was a different way of understanding the body that seemed like it just resonated with me on a different 
level. And like I said, I can't leave that other world behind. Like I need to know what my labs are too. And sometimes even when it comes to mental health, sometimes I'm like, yeah, you need the medicine. Like that's, Mm -hmm. it's like, thank God we have this stuff. And what else can we do to try to optimize stuff? Because if you're taking anti-anxiety meds, but you're not sleeping, you're not pooping, you're having crazy hormones, like you're going to feel a lot better once we can fix all of that. The meds are either going to work better or maybe then you feel so good you can start to talk to your prescriber about like seeing what life feels like without. And that's such a happy day for us. But I'm never afraid to be like, you know what, it's time Mm -hmm. um, to talk about like these other things that we have. And people poo-poo like they're Band-Aids. And I'm like, yeah, we need Band-Aids. Sometimes (laughs) you're bleeding, you know? Literally. And so much of what I talked about on the podcast is really like having this toolkit, you've mentioned this a couple of times, but it's supposed to be made up of different things. It's not supposed to be all one thing and it's not supposed to be all short-term fixes, right? Like I think we have this misconception because of how popular and trendy self-care and wellness is right now that like a bath is supposed to make your anxiety go away and like things that are really short-term are supposed to last a really long time. And that's just not the reality. Like a bath is just supposed to relax you in that one moment that you're taking in and feel like care. But the things that are going to support you for whatever you're going through in the long term are different. They're different for me and they're different for you. Um, and I think that there's a power in that, right? And, and in getting to know you in that, that I think you facilitate a lot in these sessions and that I hope that anyone who's curious about it will find if they end up trying acupuncture on the on their own. What other things are fun facts? You have a book that you wrote literally around acupuncture to try to make it more accessible for anyone. Um, and I'll make sure to include those in the show notes. But what other things would someone want to know ahead of maybe trying acupuncture for the first time? Well, I think because acupuncture has the like the efficacy and like how effective acupuncture is has become so much more apparent in the last decade. There are a lot of other health professionals that are doing needling now. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you will find an MD who does, who's like certified in acupuncture and they, their training's a lot different. So there's a, Mm. there's a lot of confusion out there. If you resonate with this way of thinking kind of holistically and looking at the body and the way like chi moves and that balance of yin and yang, you definitely want to be with a Chinese medicine trained uh, acupuncturist or doctor okay. of acupuncture. It's different than an MD who um, has learned acupuncture on the weekend. Those are great for pain. And I'm like all for however you can feel yeah. better. So I don't like to do this, like stay in your lane. <laughs> but I do think that people get very confused and I'll see it sometimes in like Facebook groups where people will be like, can anybody recommend an acupuncturist? And you'll see like, this person's a chiropractor who does dry <laughs> needling. This person's a physical therapist who does dry needling. This per- Like there's all over the place. So you really do want to find somebody that's um, has a degree in Chinese medicine or East Asian medicine. There's a bunch of, there's, there's so, there's a Japanese style of med- of acupuncture as well. So somebody that really has um, a master's degree or beyond in the study of how this all works is super important. Insurance is a really interesting piece of this. Mm-hmm. Some providers do accept insurance. I will say, I feel like the field is sort of moving away for it because what ac- what insurance doesn't allow us to do is what is the gift of this this art and medicine is taking the time to talk to you. And none of that is ever covered. And they, they like, you know, insurance reimbursements are based on how many needles and for how long they sat. And it's a really tangled web to get into. So what I do and what a lot of people do is we give super bills that are like insurance coded bills. And if you have out of network um, reimbursements, you can, you can submit that and hopefully get paid. But if you are finding it really helpful too, I always 
tell people like, go to your HR department, let them know this should be included in your plans because you have more power there than you, than you think you do. Um, and just know that like, yeah, there's a lot of different acupuncturists. There's a lot of different styles. Um, and so it is a relate, like, you know, this is a relationship. Like I get so excited when I see your name on my mm-hmm. schedule because I like love seeing <laughs> you, but also because like, this is not just me sticking needles in you. This mm-hmm. is like, we have a back and, and forth. So you have to find somebody that you're going to be comfortable with and you're going to be able to open up to, because otherwise there's like a big piece of this that you're not going to really be getting. Mm-hmm. Can you explain more of the chi and just like what it means to actually move it around? I feel like when we mentioned it before, um, You did a great job of explaining, but the deep dive of what that can be is something that I I want people to take away because I found it so wild when you told me like how much my grief was connected to my sinuses and like all the things kind of moving around. Yeah. So chi is really, um, we don't have a perfect word for it in English, but it's like life force is energy. The the Chinese character of it is like the steam that comes off of the rice bowl. So we oh, have, cool. we know our anatomy, right? Like we mm-hmm. know what our muscles are and this is your heart and these are your biceps, but chi is sort of like the physio, like what gets it all moving. And it's like the function uh, as opposed to the form. And so we have um, chi that lives in our organs and we have chi that lives in these meridians, these acupuncture channels in our body. And each meridian translates to an organ And so we kind of use these acupuncture points on the meridians to work almost as like traffic cops, like we're setting the lights so that the traffic can move more smoothly. Really fascinating now to look at the body from this biomedical Western perspective. And it's all about like electrical conductivity and the fascia, the connective tissue. Um, And the military is doing a ton of research on this to like find out what exactly is so effective about acupuncture because, you know, we have an opioid crisis in this country and we need to start thinking about ways to help treat pain and PTSD and all sorts of things without medications that then have potential side effects. So I think we'll Mm -hmm. know a lot more even about like what this all is in five, 10 years. Um, but chi moves through the body and chi can be, you can have an excess of chi sometimes mm-hmm. where it gets stuck and that sort of like, there's just too much water trying to like come down pipes or you can have a deficiency of chi and those look different based on what's coming in the door. But, um, you know, if you're tired all the time, like you have a chi deficiency, but then what's causing that? Um, and then we bring in the like yin yang, the different organs and how they play a role. And then to the point about what you just said, each emotion lives in an organ and has its own chi. So, um, heart, chi, and joy are really connected. Um, that's lovely. (laughs) It's lovely. It's in your heart. And people are like, well, there's no such thing as too much joy. I'm like, yes, there is. It's called mania. And we don't really want that either. Mm. We want that to live in balance. And the lungs are the organ of grief. And, you know, fall is a really griefy time. We're letting go of so much. And we start to have a lot more like lung pathologies around that time. So, you know, allergies and And the lung sort of like opens up to the sinuses. So Mm -hmm. for you, it was like, yeah, I always expect if somebody's had grief and like a young loss like you had, you're going to have something going on. Maybe it's you get a lot of respiratory issues. Maybe you Mm -hmm. have a lot of like stuckness in your sinuses. So um, that's not surprising. Kidneys can be fear related. And so people that are just like afraid, all like somebody will come in with anxiety and I'm like, is it like fear-based anxiety? Is it to-do list-based anxiety? Like, let's get a little bit more into the nitty gritty. And um, then I think about points on the kidney that can help support that. So I could go on and on and on. And a lot of that is in the book, but like Mm -hmm. chi is just basically our our energy and it can get stuck. It can get low. 
and I'm trying to like find points and herbs and lifestyle things that can help. Yeah, like the biggest one for me of the one of the things you've recommended outside of the sessions has been the magnesium glycinate. Mm. I mean, I am like, I got my friend on it. I, my boyfriend has on it. I'm like, we, this is the, the hack to life, right? <laughs> Um, because it is such a, but I, that's a, exactly also what I love about having met you and having gone to the center and just like experiencing it is because so much of it is holistic, right? It wasn't just like, oh, these sessions are going to make your insomnia go away. It was like, no, like here's a thing that you can actually take home with you and try it. And it also helps so much with my PMS symptoms. I'm pretty sure that's a huge collaborating factor too. Um, but I think that those things that as you're learning yourself more and noticing that you're not, I think for so long for me personally, I was stuck on this, like, well, this is just what life is. Like, I guess this is just like my life. Like I don't sleep well. And like, I don't, I have all of these other things. And, and then it was moments of deep awareness of like, there's another way. And this other way is like, cool. And I sleep at seven hours and my like Apple watch is giving me like notifications about how my heart rate is lower now. And I'm like, yes, like life is moving in directions that feel healthier and like better. Um, and that openness that I had to trying this and being curious about it is ultimately what led me here three months later feeling so much better. Um, but actively having to still knowing that like, the same way that someone is like on antidepressants and is like, I should stop taking them. I'm feeling so much better. You're like, well, no, you're, you're feeling better because you're taking them. And so I think that that connection too is also like a really important one of just like raising that awareness of what is helping you, how is it helping you and how do you make sure that it kind of sticks around for the long run? Yeah. That awareness is the piece that so many people are missing. And that's like, when somebody comes back in and I ask them the questions, I'm like, how have your headaches been? And they're like, oh, not, I haven't <laughs> had any. But we're so busy in our lives mm-hmm. and we don't check in a lot with our own bodies and what's going on. And so that is amazing that you've really been able to do that. And I think you already had so much self-awareness, so that made it mm-hmm. easier for you. But yeah, magnesium. I mean, that's the part that this is a little bit more of the integrative work that we do where that's not a Chinese herb, but I know that like so many women are deficient in magnesium. And when you are, you know, PMS, you can have a lot of the symptoms that you had. And then there's a bunch of different kinds of magnesium. So depending on sort of what you have going on, like magnesium citrate is great for constipation where magnesium glycate better for, better for just like calm, stress, sleep, PMS issues, but that is like, we joke, okay, if we can't get everybody in the supermarket to come in for acupuncture, maybe we could at least get them (laughs) to take magnesium um, because it really is um, a pretty low risk, high reward supplement to take. Um, So that's the lifestyle part of this too, is like teaching people things they can do outside of the office and always meeting people where they're at. Like some people are like, I want all the Chinese herbs and I'm like, cool, let's go. And other people are like, I am not going to do that. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, that's fine too. Like, let's get you something that you can use and then build on that. It's like telling somebody who's like a couch potato to go run a marathon. It's never going to happen. So don't set yourself up for for failure. Like to say, okay, one time this week, I'm going to walk to the stop sign. And then you try to like build on those things. And so we always start with like the basics. And uh, yeah, honestly, magnesium, I don't go anywhere. I don't go anywhere without it. (laughs) No, I literally packed. I was like uh, an overnight in the city and I had my magnesium with me. Um, But it was really interesting too because I think it's the way we think about our bodies. I had a a founder on last week who's the founder of um, a smoothie company. And she is a licensed nutritionist as well. And she was talking about um, how much like 
melatonin as a supplement actually makes your body, it makes it harder for your body to actually produce go to sleep after a while on its own because it's like, oh, we have all the melatonin versus magnesium doesn't do that because it's a more of a natural supplement. And I was like so interested in the way that the market and industry pushes certain things versus like what is actually good for you in the long run and what will benefit your body so that your body learns how to do it more versus depending on something just for the sake of depending on it. Um, and I'd love to touch base. I know I'm like, I have you on for like so long now and we have to start wrapping up in a second, but um, I'd love to touch base on all the other things that you guys offer within your space. I know that no one, not everyone is living in Connecticut or local, but if you are, Indigo Wellness. Um, but just the fact that you guys house all of this under the same umbrella is something that I think anyone anywhere can take inspiration from knowing that like, okay, cool. So maybe I should look for an acupuncturist who also has someone who knows something in the pelvic health region or something. To me, it's so important that like we're all talking to each other Mm -hmm. because I think that's what's missing a lot. So, you know, like I said, originally it was just me doing acupuncture and I'm like, oh God, I really need some of these other people. My sister, who's a registered dietitian, she was moving out to Colorado and was starting to think about what she was going to do on her own. And I'm like, well, why don't you just come on board? She does everything virtually. And Along the way, people have just sort of like come into my world that I'm like, oh my God, we need this. And what I think is so valuable is not just that it's like one place to go to, is that like before I jumped on with you, one of our dietitians was texting me and she's like, oh, I'm seeing your patient like this afternoon, anything I should know. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Like I wanted to mm-hmm. touch base with her. And then I had somebody yesterday that just had like a, a preterm birth and baby's fine. Everything is, is quote unquote fine. But I'm like, that is traumatic. Like going through that, not being sure and being told by everybody else that like everything's fine. I'm like, I want you to talk to our therapist, even if it's just one time, just to kind of Mm -hmm. process like what that went through, because I don't want this to be something that like comes back up two years from now when you're starting to like think about another kid. Um, so I love to be able to like collaborate and have conversations. And of course we always get, you know, your sign off on that. Or if I'm like, Oh, I think this might really help. Um, but we're just trying to like continue to build this like cushion around people and make it bigger and fluffier and comfier <laughs> and just know that like we have your back in a lot of ways. And yeah. I think that really is like the goal that comes from like my own need and my own desire to have uh, people collaborating around my own care. A hundred percent. I love that. I'm going to have to have every single person on from Indigo Wellness just to like talk about their expertise. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just have a whole, I mean, come uh, to no. one of our, like we have our Thursday morning meetings and they're so fun because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is work. Like this is sort of my dream. Um, but yeah, it's a really good crew of people who really are so passionate about this idea of like kind of educating and being there and working together. Um, and it's it's a gift to be able to, to do this work. And I always say like, this happened to me. I just feel like I'm along for the ride. And I've had people like, how do you build a business like this? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, I'm very glad it happened. And Sarah, I'm so thankful that you were on and that you bless us with so much information that I hope people can take with them on their journeys, whether they decide to go down this route or not. I think that my biggest thing is less about promoting a product and or a service and more about promoting curiosity around yourself and allowing that to take you where it needs to take you. It's how I ended up booking a session. And with that, where can people find you on the internet? I love that. Um, That's what brought me to this world too, curiosity. Mm. I always say follow those little kind of like itches when you want to learn more. Um, You can find us on Instagram at Indigo Wellness Group, indigowellnessgroup.com. And like I said, we have uh, have online courses and virtual offerings, but we are in Stamford and Westport, Connecticut as well. 
I could have kept talking to Sarah forever. You can find her book, A Patient's Guide to Acupuncture and Aromatherapy for Self-Care, linked in the show notes. Don't forget to rate, review, or share Happy to Be Here with a Friend if you can. And I'll actually catch you in the middle of April because we're going on a little hiatus right before the thick of Mental Health Awareness Month starts rolling in. We're excited for what we have planned in the next few months. But until then, have a good two-week break.